You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, before we move on to the next topic here, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at the Love the Star podcast. It is Boomer Jacks. And I keep telling you guys about Boomer Jacks, specifically what Boomer Jacks has ready for you on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's great wing deals. On Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they have great deals for you the rest of the time, too. They got drink specials starting at $3. They have $15 buckets of beer. There are wall-to-wall TVs. Every sporting event you could ever imagine is on the televisions there when you go to Boomer Jacks. They have TVs in the bathroom. There's literally not a time where you will miss a moment of the action. Live music. Like I said, wall-to-wall TVs, great drink specials, great food. It's just a fantastic atmosphere for whatever you're looking for, and it's why we're so excited to have them as our partner here at Love the Star. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, uh, that is our recap of the first padded practice of Cowboys training camp. We are now going to transition over to the Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag, uh, where Brian, I know, solicited some questions earlier today. Thanks, everybody, for asking questions. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. We we, we always appreciate you guys and and you guys reaching out. First question here from Todd Corey. Uh, He's saying, I'm really hoping Matt Farniak is performing well so far. No, it's early, but he could provide valuable depth inside. I will say Matt Farniak most stood out today for being the one who got involved in the only fight we had today. Yeah, kind of weird, wasn't it? Which it was a little interesting. Uh, I think Mike McCarthy Did he get shoved? So I don't know who started he, it. He put his hands out like, why, why, why am I getting shoved? You know, I don't know who started it. I know when I looked over, there was some shoving between right. Wanye Thomas and right. Matt Farniak. And Wanye was, Thomas is kind of a tough dude. He is. And there was there was some colorful language you could hear oh, all yeah. the way out in, in the middle of the field. I also noticed Dexter Fowler, or Don, Dexter, Dante Fowler right. and Tyler Biotish were both yeah. uh, right in the middle of that. Fowler looked like he was trying to more just kind of split people up. Yeah. Biotish was talking to Wanye Thomas and telling him to, to back off a little bit. But Farniak stood out because that we've talked before. They like him a lot, and yeah. he, he's absolutely been in there getting first-team reps. I, I think that Matt Farniak is firmly in the 2023 plans on this roster and maybe more than that into the future. Yeah, I talked to some folks before practice that were in the front office, and I asked any update on Martin, and they said, no, nothing new to kind of speak of there. They're kind of just hoping for the best there. But the one guy that has been able to kind of hold up in those in that backup situation because of no Zach Martin has been Farniak. He gave up a sack in a previous practice, but for the most part in the pads, I thought he did a pretty solid job today. I thought he did a good job in the nine-on-seven stuff. Uh, you know, he's a tough guy. They they really, really respect the heck out of him. Um, you know, they feel like he could play a couple of different spots and be just fine. So uh, he's, he's going about it the right way, I'll say that. And 
you know, anybody else that's playing the right guard spot, it seems to be a struggle. You know, and that's that's guys like Josh Ball as well. Uh, this question from Dean Julia. We're ah. throwing a Dean Julia question in there in a little while. Uh, mm-hmm. But he says, how quickly once the pads go on and moving forward, will we be able to see if DQ can unlock some pass rush in Mozzie Smith? Okay, so Mozzie Smith today, that was one of the guys that I know we had highlighted and said, hey, when yeah. pads come on, we're going to hopefully get a better idea. He was double teamed all day. Yeah, I, uh, didn't, I didn't see anything that made me like go, whoa, that was a, that was a you know, like with like Osa, you saw an upfield tackle for loss. Yep. For Golston, you saw upfield tackle for loss. Uh, with Mozzie, I did not see anything that was like, are they pushing the front? Are they, you know, are, are they doing things? I, I need to figure out a little bit more. See, this is where if this team would just do one-on-one pass rush, you could learn a lot about Mozzie Smith, the pass rusher. I don't know if we're ever going to learn anything about Mozzie Smith, the pass rusher, until we play Jacksonville in that first preseason game at 4 o'clock at AT&T Stadium. I don't, I don't think you really, really will. I mean, I, there's, there's, you know, with the way the ball getting out and stuff like that, but you're right. They're just going to double-team the nose. They're going to double-team, you know, uh, that the three probably a little bit, you know, with the way they, the way they block. So – uh, I, I think it's going to be about the nine on seven stuff, and it's going to be about some some team pass rush. But I don't know how much you're really really going to get until you actually get him in games. Yeah, I mean he was getting double teamed a lot uh, today when he was in there, and uh, I didn't really notice him making any plays. But also, I didn't notice him on the ground. It, it, no, instance. yeah, it wasn't like he was flopping around or they were running. I mean, Tristan Hill was on the ground quite a bit. Wait. Way, way, way too much. Way too much. And, and Mozzie Smith was not that. No. Mozzie Smith was not on the no. ground. He just was having some. He's he's having some trouble. It's his first padded practice. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But it, it wasn't anything where he was getting overwhelmed or embarrassed. Right. He just he was he was a little invisible today. Uh, next question here from John. He says, "Any update on how Hunter Lipke or and or Awesome Richards have looked? Uh, Lipke, I know we've seen him do some stuff running the ball and catching the ball, doing right. different things." Awesome Richards, I'll say that, that that's somebody who I think has flashed at times. Yeah. Um, today, I didn't notice him flashing as much. The I, one time he stood out to me today is when he jumped during team period and the coaches said, get his ass out of there, and yeah. he got pulled out of first team. Yeah. Uh, he was getting some first team rotation reps, and they immediately pulled him out when he jumped. And yeah, I, I, don't I think, think he, he was a little anxious there. Uh, yeah. I don't think Awesome Richards has been bad at all, and, I, and I'll tell you this. I think he's got footwork. I think he needs to be stronger as much as all these guys do, the young guys. But I am not going to – I would never, ever give up on Awesome Richards. I guy played against Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, all those programs, and – he, he is a very capable tackle, and I feel like he can play right or left tackle. Uh, he's an athlete. I'm sure he got a little anxious jumping off sides, but I haven't seen him give up a lot of pressures or anything like that. No. I've seen him stay with whoever's across from him, whether it's uh, you know whether it's guys like with you know, Fowler rushing on him. Fahoko. Fahoko. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, – those – those guys are, you know, even you know, even a guy like uh, uh, like Dorrance Armstrong didn't. He had, a, by the way, Dorrance Armstrong with a tight hamstring today. Yes, they're not really worried about Sam it. Sam Williams strained shoulder. Yeah, uh, that one's probably a little more worrisome. Yeah, that was the, coming out of that MRI. So, yeah, and yeah. so and then you know, 
shoulders can be a little finicky for yeah, pass rushers, exactly. and so that exactly. that's definitely one that that but, bears watching. But but I, I I'm I'm totally okay with awesome Richards. I really really am. I you know I'm I'm curious. My own question here has. Oh, by the way, Overshone uh-huh. he continues. He's like lining guys up. Yes. At linebacker, he's high IQ. You can tell. Yeah, he is like he is out there and he's moving guys and when they're in the coverages and stuff. He is moving, moving offensive, or excuse me, moving defensive linemen. He's talking to his linebacker buddies. He's talking to his nickel safety linebacker guy. I mean, there, there's a lot of communication with Overshone out there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm curious, has I, I just want to know if he stood out to you because he flashed a couple different times for me, but it's been on third team. I understand that. Has Ben Banigou, the the T, the old TCU head rusher? I, I have not. I have I, not. I've seen him a couple different times out there. I need I just, to pay. I need to pay a better attention. It to might it. just be because he's wearing that ninety four and he's a long, yeah. lanky pass rusher. Sure. But man, I, I feel like he's he's flashed a couple different times. Uh, Danny wants to know: uh, Are the Cowboys set in on quarterback? Do you think? And just in general, I guess. Yeah, we, we've I talked think, about yeah. Dak. What, what do you think about? I you think, think yeah. Rush and Greer. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's going to be Rush and I think Greer. I, I think that the fact that Cooper Rush was able to win four out of five games last year—that's that confidence factor. Uh, I think Cooper's done a pretty good job. I think both actually. The thing about Will Greer is he just does not throw the ball very hard. No, the ball seems to float on him more. There seems to be a little bit of that ability that. That like guys have the ability to drive on his passes a little bit better. Cooper Rush doesn't have a great strong arm either. I think Dak threw the ball really. I think the day off really helped Dak from yesterday. Yeah, D- Dak. I thought for the most part looked really. Yeah, but really well. but I think it's Dak, Cooper, and the third. You know, now with the third quarterback being involved, there there you go with uh, with your guy. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Question here from Byron Jefferson. I haven't been hearing much about Peyton Hendershot at Camper during the offseason. What's going on with him? He has been pretty anonymous. And he's been, you know, whereas I think Ferguson and Hendershot were kind of rotating a little bit at the end of last year and getting some of that same work. Right now, Jake Ferguson for this team is definitively ahead of Peyton Hendershot. Um, I haven't seen issues with Hendershot. He's just been pretty anonymous. There just hasn't been a lot in the way from him. And he had issues last year with the drops a little bit. There were yeah. there were some of the times that he'd, he'd get the bounce off his chest, and you know we saw that in the Tennessee game and the interception. Uh, I think it's just right now he's he's somebody that is behind Ferguson, and and when Schoonmaker's healthy, he's behind Schoonmaker. I think you're right about that. Uh, next question here from James: Did the Cowboys get any answers to their questions from one day of padded practice? Do you feel like anything got answered for you today, or do you feel like? You got a new piece of information that made you at least feel better about something you were you were wondering. I kind of, yeah, you know, I was worried about with the pads, like with the offensive line, you know, the running game a little bit because in the nine on seven stuff, it was all really straight ahead. Because what have they been working on in without pads? Everything has been kind of at the edge. Yeah, the sweeps, the outside running game. 
the you know everything kind of perimeter inside handoff. But this today with that nine on seven, that was really some really good tough inside running. And I don't know if it's an answer, but you know guys like Tyron Smith back on the left side, uh, Tyler Smith on the left side. You know, they were kind of running the ball behind those guys, and they were getting some – and, again, it was some backup guys over on the defensive side of the ball. But just the physicality that they were able to play with, I think, was a, a good sign. Is, is it answers? No. But I was a little worried, was the front seven going to dominate the, you know, the Cowboys, the, the, you know, the five guys and then the, the tight ends? Yeah. And I don't think that was the case today. I think it was really the – I think the defense came – I mean, excuse me, I think the offense – I know in that period when the, when it was down to playing, having to play physical and create gaps and, and running lanes and stuff, the offense was up to the task. I, I know we mentioned a little bit earlier, but I will say the one thing that I feel better about today on day one of pad of practice that I did not feel good about last year after one day of pad of practice was Tolbert. Like, yeah. I mean, that was, that was something that we were going to need to see. So far, I have – Greater confidence that Jalen Tolbert is yeah. gonna is gonna progress than I did two weeks ago. Like two, you know, two weeks ago, I still believed in in the potential and the upside, but I, I didn't know what it was gonna look like. Now yeah. that we're out here, and now that we've seen a pad of practice, and he's shown he isn't scared. In fact, you know, we we felt like I don't know about you, didn't we feel like he not only just body catch, but didn't we feel like he alligator armed a little he, last he year? Was not, it was not the most comfortable situations for him to be. No, and this time, I mean, he went right across the middle yep. against Devin Harper. Devin Harper tried to take his head off, and he got right back up and ran the rest of the route down the Absolutely. field. After, and so I think that that's uh, an encouraging sign right there. He's showing so far we haven't seen anything troubling from Jalen Tolbert yet, yep. and I think that's a positive. Uh, all right, uh, last question here from Terry Andrews. He asks, is it me or does it seem like 25, that's Nashawn Wright, is mm-hmm. getting beat a lot? Every wide receiver making a play has 25 against him. I'll say it's easy to have that happen when Stephon Gilmore's on the other side. By the way, I think Stephon Gilmore has looked fantastic yeah. at just about every practice. That yeah. guy can still play at yeah. a very high level. But I also think Nashawn Wright, I think, has been pretty good been all right. overall. Been like, all right. Yeah, it's just he, he's he, got a tough ass. He get, it's, it's like there's been some times – where he has, it's been him having to turn and go with whether it's uh, whether it's Gallup or Lamb or Cooks. Cooks is terrifying to these defensive backs right now. All of them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they are really, well, I, I will say this, though. Uh, Hooker and, uh, and uh, Gallimore, I think we're, we're up to the task a couple of times on some nine routes that Cooks ran. They were you know, Gilmore were right there, I think, in the the being able to cover him. Yeah. In good shape. But you flip it to the other side, that's tough for I mean, Wright did a good job in the one interception he had. And he and then today and the, with the second interception that Hooker made That was right. That was right uh, on Cooks. On Cooks again. So yeah, he, it's not every single one, but boy, it's 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 different than going at the other guy. He's going to get picked on. He so the volume, the volume you're going to see. Stephon Gilmore is going to be a guy that doesn't get a lot of but work. I, but I don't think I don't think he's been bad. I don't think Nashawn Wright's had a no, bad camp. I no. think I think he's looked okay. It's not. It's not to the point where he when he's had a chance to be in position and not passes down or get intercepted, he's done fine. He really has. A better camp so far, in your opinion, Eric Scott or Nashawn Wright. 
Ooh, I think that I think with I haven't noticed Scott on the interception stuff. Scott had that breakup on that that deep pass that got his hand in between. I think I, I think Scott's acting got some active act, hands. Yeah, well he Scott's a right place, right time guy. Yeah, you watch him at Southern Miss, he was right place, right time guy. Yeah, no, and I, I think that that's accurate. I, I have not noticed good or bad really. I've not noticed Kelvin Joseph very much in the I secondary either. Uh, I mean, he's he is pretty much exclusively on second team duty. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting here. You mentioned that you thought Malik Hooker has, along with Gilmore, handled Cooks pretty. They much. handled Cooks. They handled Cooks early, in pra- but has, they, has, they gave up. A, but but Curse, Curse and Hooker got put on Cooks, and it was a bad bad matchup. Do you feel uh, just to revisit this thing because I know it's something we talked about recently. Do you feel any more optimistic about Hooker right now, given what you've seen from him in, in camp, than what you saw at the end? Yeah, of last year? I, you know, like I said, uh, if you look at the numbers, if your analytics guys or gals, you know, was it twenty of twenty-seven completions on him, kind yeah. of thing? You know, I, I just, I don't think you want to put Malik Hooker in a bunch of coverage stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't. And now maybe helping out, you know, being the deep guy, play deep, and you know, don't let anybody behind you. Maybe that's the best thing for him. That does it for us here today on the Love of the Star podcast. Hopefully, we got to investigate this. i got to figure out how many more padded practices we actually get to see. I would hope we get one Tuesday. At the very least, we need one Thursday, yeah, I think. Yeah. Come on, if you're going to sandwich it with a walkthrough Wednesday and Friday, you got to give us a, a Thursday one, right? Absolutely. Uh, that does it for us here today, though, on the Love of the Star podcast. Thank you so much to you guys for listening. As always, shoot us any questions that you might have uh, and anything else that you want to know about, and we'll try to run down, the, down those answers for you. Uh, for Brian Broadus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again next time.